a short reading from the 10th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. <coughs> Excuse me. You may remember I said that the, the, the lectionary cycle, which is the three-year cycle that we read the Bible in across churches all over the world, focuses on a different Gospel each year. And this year, which is cycle A, um, we're focusing on Matthew's Gospel. So these words, this is Jesus speaking. Whoever welcomes you, welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me, welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives a cup, even a cup of cold water, to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. It's a tiny little reading, isn't it? Whoever welcomes you welcomes me. Whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. This reading is about welcome. Just in case you missed it, it's mentioned six times. And of course, welcome was central to the culture that Jesus lived in and was a part of. Then somebody's got a phone. Come on, figure out who it is. <laughs> I think you pressed the wrong button. <laughs> It'll stop, I imagine. In a <laughs> it's perfectly fine. Somebody knows how to use Val's phone. You could give her a tutorial after the service. That'd be fine. <laughs> could be a stockbroker. All right, that's perfectly fine. The Middle East, hot, dry place. Welcome and hospitality were central. Most of the settlements, of course, were near water. And so when you travelled, you needed to get to water. So you needed to be welcomed into that place, otherwise you couldn't drink and you couldn't keep travelling. So it was so central to the Middle East that it's that developed all kinds of, um, uh, of customs around hospitality and welcome. And it's still true today in the Middle East if you go there, or if you've had the privilege of meeting Australian uh, residents who were from the Middle East... Uh, and, you, and you're invited into a, a Persian home, Iranian home, um, there are all kinds of customs that they want to do to make sure you feel an honoured and welcome guest. It's, it's actually kind of a little bit unnerving the few times of the opportunities I've had. Um, I feel like, do they really think I'm this important? <laughs> and of course they do, as they would you or anyone who came. It's central to, their, to the life of everything. In the Middle East, of course, it's true uh, in, in all cultures that we, we recognise hospitality and welcome. In Jesus' culture, the, the story of Abraham welcoming three strangers in the book of Numbers, uh, no, the book of Genesis, is the most important story that kind of focuses the whole idea of welcome. And this painting um, is a really good example of it. This is a, um, a painting of... Uh, it's kind of obvious, isn't it, that which one is supposed to be God. We often portray God as an old man in the sky. 
Um, uh, and here he is uh, with three other strangers, one of whom is obviously an angel, um, and then the person in red is supposed to be Abraham. It's, um, uh, it's Ert de Gerda, who was a Dutch uh, painter in the 17th, late 17th century and one of um, Rembrandt's most famous um, students. And the, paint, the other painting, of course, that we've been looking at um, is, uh, is Marc Chagall's version of, uh, of the same story. Chagall was an uh, a, a early 20th century painter who was uh, Russian-Jewish extraction, and uh, so the stories of Judaism were really important to him. Um, you must be a very popular person today, Val. No one ever rings you. Well, I'll give you a call after the service. <laughs> <laughs> um, so these are just two wonderful um, paintings of that story and so that focuses uh, uh, the, the story of Jesus and, and his contemporaries and the reason is is because Abraham meets these three strangers coming towards him and he doesn't know that it's God and angels and so there's this idea and you read it in the book of Hebrews that you be careful when you welcome strangers because you could be welcoming God, God's self it's really central to the whole idea of um, welcome. And so, so this is sort of underlies when Jesus talks about whoever welcomes you welcomes me. It's this idea of not just, hi, nice to see you, but enveloping you into the, uh, the life of the community because you're a traveller in need. Um, for some years ago, I lived on the uh, little island of Iona off the west coast of Scotland in the Inner Hebrides, and this was a tradition that I learnt about. It, it, this is a, a, a quiche, a keek, a keek, and it's a Scottish drinking cup. And you, this is a, obviously a modern day version, and it's really shallow. The purpose of it is is that when you offer it to someone to drink. You give it to them holding the two handles and they have to take it by the two handles and you you can't drink it with one hand because it's very shallow so you have to drink it with two hands and while you're doing that you can't reach for your sword or your dagger. And that's the tradition that's grown grown up with these and so they're traditionally given to people. I had one and I I can't find it but it looked exactly like this that it was given to me. it was, it's a, uh, a, a, another sort of tradition of welcome that we, that it's about breaking down the barriers and, and making um, links between people. It's not just a nice thing to do, it's kind of deep within us. If we don't do it, then we have conflict. And when we don't have conflict, when we can invite people to the table, which is central, of course, to us doing communion, we're welcoming people into something important. So all of that sort of tradition is there in this whoever welcomes you welcomes me. And you know when you're being welcomed and when you're being endured, don't you? You know, we could go through the routine, but it's not... You've sometimes welcomed into shops by sort of of somebody just looking at you. It's not really a welcome. Or you can be, morning, welcome. Uh, These things are here over on sale. If you need anything, give me a call. You know, you feel, oh, yeah, this person is happy for me to be here that I might spend some money. You know, that, I mean, that's a small thing, but, but we recognize welcome when we experience it. Because it involves welcoming, it involves opening up, it involves, um, actual delight in seeing you. 
we're going to have a whole bunch of people at my place for lunch today. The first time um, one of the people I live with has brought all her family together. The first time everyone's allowed to be together. And we're going to welcome them. And, and I'm genuinely looking forward to seeing them because I haven't seen them for a while. So my welcome will be, will be real and, and genuine. Um, and then, you know, after a few hours, I'll be glad when they go home and I can have a lie down. But, you know... Uh, it's true, isn't it? That both those things are true. In fact, there's an there's an ancient um, Near East tradition that says you're not supposed to ask a stranger who comes to, to be your guest that you have to give hospitality to. You're not supposed to ask them what their name is for three days if they don't give it to you. Um, and so you're supposed to be just receiving them as they are. And then after three days, you're then allowed to ask them their name. It seems strange that they wouldn't have told you beforehand, but who knows. But it's that idea of just receiving the people as they come, as who they are. And the extraordinary thing here is that Jesus is saying, if they welcome you, they welcome me. Now that's understandable because particularly in the ancient world, when, where there was no email and no um, reliable mail system and you had to be able to authenticate the message you were receiving from someone, when someone went as an envoy of another person, they were in a sense that person present to you and could speak for the person that they were representing and could make decisions for them. Not unlike if you go to an embassy, if you go to the Australian embassy in another country, when you step into that uh, compound, you are in Australia, in all the legal senses of the word. And it's, it's not dissimilar to that. And so there's this idea that um, when you're welcoming me, when they're welcoming you, they're welcoming me. Jesus was the teacher, they were disciples. That was a kind of understanding that you would have. But then he says, if they're welcoming me, they're welcoming the one who sent me. You're, they're welcoming God. So at every moment, when you're welcoming someone, you're welcoming God, which is what Hebrews says. Be careful when you're welcoming people because you may be welcoming God, God's self. It's an extraordinary idea that, that, that at any moment when you step out of here and go to a, a, a shop or go to somebody's home, you could be welcoming God, God's self. And of course you are because God lives in that other person. Whether they know it or not, whether they experience it or not, whether you experience it or not, it's, it's the truth of it. It's just the way Jesus lived his whole life. And, and of course welcome is not only welcoming others, but it's also allowing ourselves to be welcomed because we live in a completely different culture to Jesus. We live in a culture where individualism is prized and for lots of good reasons. We live in a culture where autonomy is prized, where sort of the kind of being able to manage for yourself is prized, doing it for yourself. The idea that you could be the kind of lone hero and save the world is all through our literature and our movies and television. But we know it's not true. It's not possible to be an, a lone, rugged individualist. And even though it has great value, it gets to the point where many of us live alone, not because we're in a house just by ourselves. Lots of us are. Lots of us live in houses with other people, but still live alone. We kind of do everything for ourselves. The idea that we should ask somebody for help is a sign of weakness. The idea that somebody should offer us help is, is a sort of an affront. What, what, do you think I can't do it for myself? 
That's the kind of culture we're currently in. And so we not only need to be good welcomers, we need to figure out how to open ourselves up to welcome. I mean, all of us here, if we're very fortunate, are going to get quite old and we're going to need other people to help us. And we better be generous in our receiving of that. Otherwise, we're not going to have a very happy life. We're going to have to learn, all of us, if we're fortunate enough to live that long, all of us are going to have to learn how to be receivers of help. I mean, Brian's lovely to see Brian back and has just had his hip replaced. You've had to receive all kinds of help in the last few weeks. And I, I know you would have done that very graciously. Is that right, Helen? Sorry? Yes, very graciously. Yeah. We'll just take it. But it's true, isn't it, for all of us. But it's that idea that we are interdependent. We are connected with each other. It's the idea that we are linked closely together and we have to give welcome and receive it. And that's what Jesus is saying through this, that we all are receivers of welcome, we all are givers of welcome because God is present among us. And when we say God, we, we're not necessarily just meaning this sort of... The, the picture that we saw from Get the, the um, old man with the beard. But it's much more the idea that we're receiving and giving the centrality of life. I wrote in the little newsletter this week that God is the word we give to the deep wellspring of creativity, joy and meaning to all of life. Our lives are therefore surrounded with each other, from each other, by joy and creativity and meaning. And who would want to not welcome that? Who would not want to welcome joy, creativity, deep meaning, the sense of purpose? And we find that as we deeply welcome each other, we're welcoming God in our midst. Even sitting around here, all distant from each other, we're welcoming each other and welcoming God in our midst. Yes. Thanks, Julie.